0: For our meditation this morning, I'd like you to turn to Isaiah chapter 55. We read a little bit of, uh, we recited together a little bit of this short passage. Isaiah 55 verses 1 through 3. This is God's inerrant word. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Father, this is your living word. We want to be teachable this morning. I pray that you would guide us through your precious spirit. Help us to understand this and to apply it, Father, for we love you and we delight in your word in Jesus' name, amen. So it starts out, ho. Okay, it's got an exclamation point there. Now basically, uh, what that is, is an invitation, right? Hey, listen up. Ho, everyone who thirsts. So if you're thirsty, come to the waters. This is an invitation to those who thirst to come and be satisfied. Now the qualification, it appears, of those uh, invited is that you're thirsty. Not that you have the means to meet this thirst, or this hunger. You know you're thirsty, you know you're hungry, and that you don't have the means in yourself to meet this this need. It says, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. So you, you don't have any money, but you're buying it, you're receiving it, you're getting it. In fact, it says you can drink wine and milk, you know, both very satisfying drinks, Uh, even though you don't have money. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. The price has been paid by another, and you are urged now. You are urged to uh, come and enjoy what is provided. Jesus called out in John 7, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as Scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. And in Revelation 22, it says, Let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. How could this invitation be any more open and direct? All these passages use the word come to urge those called not to hesitate, but to draw near and to be eager to receive the grace of God as we can when we come to the table of the Lord. And you are coming. You who are coming know that you cannot save yourself. You are saved by the grace of the one who calls you and you know you need his grace and you long for more of it. And when the Lord says to everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, he's not talking about a little bit of or a limited amount of water. He's not talking about a a trickle of water or dripping of water or he's not talking about A little bit of dry water in the in a bottom of a broken cistern. Uh, He's talking about unlimited refreshing water. In him, Matthew Henry said it this way: "We must part with our puddle water." I thought that was great. We must part with our puddle water, nay, with our poison, that we may procure this wine and this milk. And Isaiah was uh, talking about an unlimited amount of living, refreshing water here, which can satisfy us and can quench our thirst. We know from Matthew 5, it says that, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. You can be satisfied in this case. Many other ways in life you will never be satisfied. But the Lord says that you can be satisfied in Him. We can see the whole world, a whole world full of people trying to satisfy themselves in the way that Isaiah 55, 2 says, they are spending money for what is not bread uh, and wages or labor for what does not satisfy it will never satisfy but if we hunger and thirst for righteousness for the one who is righteous and who made us righteous our Lord Jesus we can be satisfied and Matthew Henry uh, went on later in his commentary on this he said where God gives grace he gives a thirst after it so when God gives you grace you're made really after that point to be thirsty and to keep being thirsty uh, and then he will satisfy that and make you more thirsty, and you, you will be satisfied in him. Now, I think generally, you know, when you come to a feast, you know, we're thinking of feasting here. Uh, when you come to a feast, you expect a lot of good food um, and drink, and, uh, you know, these are things you don't normally eat, maybe, or at least in that uh, kind of quantity. You know, that's my idea of a feast, anyway. And, you know, each Lord's Day, <laughs> we come here, and we start in the back there at the back table on that side, and it's kind of a feast right and we call it that it's a feast after worship Uh, so on the back table you know we start over here on this side with uh i think it's green kind of healthy stuff uh you know on this side which some of us eat to justify the table that's on the far side eating more of that stuff over there but anyway okay you have the green healthy stuff first and then we have all those crock pots with a wide variety of things And then at the end I think there's usually fruit and breads and then there's the dessert table uh, even TSM desserts so I mean really are we having a feast or what yes and you know for a lot of the world that is indeed a feast Uh, that would be the the quantity of it the variety of it uh, the quality of it, it it it'd be a total feast for most of the world and we also here have kind of feasts in other ways we have a feast of fellowship uh, as we eat together uh, and uh, worship together uh, where we can talk with our brothers and sisters in a way that really we can't often do that during the week. Uh, we don't have as much time and we don't can't have that much face-to-face time maybe. So we kind of have a feast of fellowship. Then we also have uh, a, we can feast on the Word of God in a variety of ways through the service. We sing it, we recite it, and uh, it's preached, praise the Lord, and um, and especially as it's preached because uh, the word nourishes our souls. In Jeremiah 15, it says, Jeremiah said, your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me, or became to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Let's feast on the word today. But we also have a feast uh, before that uh, point, which uh, by God's grace is part of refreshing and nourishing our soul. It's a large part of it, each Lord's day. He calls us to his table to feast on his presence. And praise God weekly. Uh, we can do that here uh, each time we worship. Even uh, though, you know, the verbs used there is like come, you know, the head of the household will come, the representative will come to the table uh, to receive uh, the cracker and the wine. Uh, we are all called here to come. The coming, the call to come is to everybody, even if you're not the one walking up here. This is a picture of how we should feast and drink of the Lord because he has offered to satisfy our souls. Uh, Isaiah 55 says, uh, he says, we should eat what is good and let our soul delight itself in abundance. And so in our desire for communion, and may we have that desire, we often, I believe, uh, possibly limit ourselves in our feasting attitude, I guess you'd call it, when we need not do so. He said, come. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. Abundance, like our feast back there, but even more so. Now, when the Lord instituted this meal, he said, Take, eat, and then drink. Do this in remembrance of me. When we come to the Lord's table each Sabbath day, we are being invited to come and to be satisfied in and with the presence of the Lord Jesus, to be nourished and renewed and refreshed, by the one who loves us and the one who alone can satisfy the deepest longings of our soul. Psalm 81 says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. There is a picture again. Open, he says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. He delivered his people with great power from a mighty foe and he can certainly fill our mouths and our hearts. And if we are seeking him and ready for him to fill us, he will do so. Open your mouth wide. In other words, open your hearts. Open your hearts this morning, and he will fill you. Now, the list of action verbs, even in this short passage, is uh, very helpful, I think, to show that God is indeed inviting us as his children to enjoy him and be satisfied with him, and also that we have some responsibility to prepare for that. We have to take action, Uh, even though it's all through his wonderful grace that we can come and rejoice in this means of grace so come is listed four times He's, he calls us to come he enables us to come and then he gives us strength and a will to come uh, buy and spend are, are used three times but uh, in, in this case we can buy without price without limit the feast is paid for he prepared it for us uh, eat is used three times uh, we're, we're supposed to eat what is good we're supposed to taste and see that he is good and then listen is used once Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. So we can feed on his words as we hear them and as we listen with teachable hearts. And he opens our hearts to understand and so our souls are then fed. So because the Lord sacrificed himself for us and he atoned for us, atoned for our sin, we are able to come and approach his table. We are able to buy, in a sense. We are able to receive without price these means of grace. We are able to eat and to be nourished and to listen and to learn and to delight in in abundance from him. And when we eat together and drink the wine together, we acknowledge his gracious work of salvation and also are again made aware of the joyful relationship to which he's inviting us. God's calling us, brothers and sisters, to enjoy him to the fullest, to come to him, to come to the table this morning, not rotely, May that not be so. And uh, actually, often I've been asked by people from other congreg- congregations or churches, wow, you, you, take, you take communion every Lord's Day. Isn't that, don't you get just kind of, you know, it doesn't become special to you? I, frankly, brothers, no. May it never be so. It is not, it should not be. I, I have not experienced that. And God is good and gracious, and He calls us to rejoice in His grace. And so we acknowledge His gracious work of salvation and also are again made aware of uh, that relationship. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, come and let your soul delight itself in abundance in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. O Lord, may we thirst for you this morning. Like David who cried out, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Because of your gracious offer, Lord, in your invitation to come, we do now come, longing to commune with you and desiring that our souls would delight in the abundance of yourself. And we come in joyful expectation of receiving grace in abundance through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray in his name, amen.